friends. Thanks for listening to Pick Your Battles. I'm Kayla. And I'm Dana. And this is sort of a part two, or like a follow-up, I guess, to the last episode of Postpartum Depression. And we have a, a really cool guest with us. Yeah. So our guest today is Jeray, and she is a postpartum coach. So Jeray, go ahead and introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about your family and what you do. Yes. Okay. So my name is Jeray. As they said, I'm a postpartum coach. I help new moms navigate through postpartum to help them achieve balance. Despite what others say, you can't achieve balance. It's just all about your perspective and how you prepare for it. And so I am um, a mom of actually two now because I'm pregnant. <laughs> oh, congratulations. Oh, I didn't think about it, but thank you. Um, so I have a toddler. He's but 18 months and then I have I think I'm like 20 weeks it's hard to keep track on your second but yeah. isn't that funny you literally are like ah, I'm just eventually this year yeah, yeah. and it was unexpected but it was like a learning journey as well like um just about how I got started with postpartum that we'll talk about but yeah, yeah. and then I've been married for what two years and so yeah and then my own postpartum journey with my first son helped me get to where I'm going now yeah. and I really just love the work that I'm doing and it's so inspiring like even though I'm helping people but it's inspiring on my end as well because it just shows me like you can do these things like don't let people tell you different it's just about your own expectations yeah, yeah that's a little bit about me <laughs> we um, love that so yeah. what um what exactly do you do what kind of services do you offer yes so for me I'm kind of like in my own kind of niche with postpartum coaching. It's not really necessarily like a, about like the physical changes. Now it's more so like your mental state, like making sure moms create their own village because many times it, the baby's fine. Everybody right. wants to, but it's really making sure that moms are like showing up for themselves, taking care of themselves. So I do like private one-on-one coaching where there's three different types. So you have postpartum planning. So that's for pregnant moms or moms who just had a baby and are like, I don't know what to do for postpartum. So I really sit down and let them make a plan. So like, how are you going to build your support system? How are you spending time with your partner? Like, what are you doing for yourself? Like, yeah. how are you checking your moves and making sure that you're okay or if something's wrong? And I also teach them about the signs and symptoms of postpartum, although I don't get into depth of it, but I really give them like an overview and like an activity guide. So they're like, okay, I know what to expect. And then that's why the check-ins with yourself is so important. And then I also do mindset shifting and wellness planning. So I love mindset shifting. It's kind of like giving moms a different perspective and getting out of like comparison and just making their own expectations. And then I have the wellness planning, which I love too, is like helping women set their vision for themselves. I'm like you yeah. can do your family vision, but you have to have a vision for yourself because that's really real postpartum depression things come in because you lose your identity. Totally. And so my biggest purpose, um, even with the program that I have, which is like six weeks, I really take moms into a journey. Like it's like a blueprint of like, what did I learn along my journey? Like when I was depressed and then I came into being happy and I'm balanced and I'm like showing up for myself. Like I teach them like how to build your support system. How can you work with your partner? Like that's like a big discussion, like yeah. teamwork. <laughs> Yeah. So we go into depth, like, how can you get with your partner where you guys are aligned, where you're not like asking him to do stuff like where he's taking initiative. So those are some of the things I do. It's a lot of work, but I love it. And it's like so important because it's going to make an impact for like generations to come because it just starts with us. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, that's huge. Because it is so easy to just put yourself literally on the back burner in those first, that first year, let's be honest, you're yeah. like, 
sometimes feel like you are the last person that you need to take care of when you really should be putting yourself first, no matter how hard it actually is to do that. Yes, that is such a big thing. Cause just like, even me, I was there at one point, I'm just like, oh, I'm going through the motions, just surviving. But yeah. I just knew something wasn't right. Like how you mentioned, like, it's just like a feeling that you had. And for me, I didn't have postpartum depression until like six months or later. Cause I had went back to work. It was just a lot to juggle. Like I had a yeah. new position at the time. <laughs> it was just a lot happening. And so I had to really like evaluate. And I got to a point where I had to tell my husband, like, um, something's not right like I'm not myself and I have to really figure out what's best for me and that's when I started making shifts and transitions in my own life so that I could show up for myself whether that was for me that was letting go of a job that was not allowing me to be present at home Mm -hmm. and just starting my own business which allowed me to be a stay-at-home mom now and I really just genuinely love it and I don't tell moms you have to leave your job but it's just like find things that are grounding you in the season that you're in because oftentimes we'll think like what it was like when before we had they were like oh I was doing all of this and that but it's mm-hmm. like you had to accept the shift as well even though it's a beautiful shift but it's tough at the same time absolutely so it's like trying to like put it all together but you guys already know how that is a hundred percent yeah so do you have a background in psych or mental health so it's crazy how life happens. So when I went to college, I have a gr- degree in biology. I wanted to go into the medical field, but I ended up going into education. So I was teaching for a little bit, but I still um, basically like I'm a lifelong learner. So even though I don't have like the, um, I guess the official degree of like psych and all the things, but I've had experience because I did biology. It was, yeah, it was a lot, but <laughs> I did that. And then even now, like I'm still taking, investing in my own learning, like, okay, what, what can I learn more about postpartum just to be more in depth and like really help moms navigate through it. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. It's, it's fun. It's like, it's not talked about enough, but it's like, once that conversation starts becoming normal, it's like, you're going to see like a shift in women. But right now it's just like, people try and stay to themselves. Like, I, I don't know yeah. what's happening, but I'm going to be okay. But it's like, no, it's okay to ask for help. Yeah. That's something I had to learn. Like, it's okay. Like, it's not going to make you weak or anything. It's just being real. Like I'm recently learning too, like the importance of community, like even for myself, like I've been taking my son to like toddler time and I've been doing things for myself. And it's like, you're learning, like there's people around you who wants to help you. You just yeah. have to be open and find the resources as well. Yeah, yeah, for sure. What do you think is the difference between like the baby blues and the hormonal up and down right after you give birth and full on diagnosed postpartum depression is there a difference or are the lines kind of blurred yes yeah, so like with baby blues like how you mentioned too in the prior podcast it's like two weeks like it's like up to like 10 to 14 days and it's just like your body's hormones trying to come back to balance but for postpartum depression I'm always honest with my clients it's like it looks different for everybody so it's not like a blueprint like oh this is like a checklist for everybody like for me it may look different for how I had it versus how you had it or how someone else has it but it just really depends on a lot of factors. So it can be like your environment, your support, like what's going on with your finances? Are you making time for yourself? It's just like so many factors that come into play with postpartum depression. And I won't say it's like a one size fits all. It's just like really, you have to get to know a person and like hear what they're telling you about to see like, okay, yep, there you have it. <laughs> like you yeah. have it. 
Because even many moms I mean, I used to talk to before I left um, teaching, they had the same stories like, oh, yeah, I was pressed. I didn't know I was. It was just like these different signs. Like it wasn't, and no one had the same symptoms. It was just like, I didn't feel like myself. <laughs> and mm. that's like where the start is like, you don't feel like yourself. Like, are you not doing the things that you used to enjoy? So like, if you always get your hair done once a week and now you're like, oh, I don't want to do that. Or I don't want to go out with friends or like, I'm not answering the phone. Like, those are like the kind of like the small signs of like building up into that. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. I think I, that was sort of, I had something similar to that, but it was kind of the opposite of, I wanted to go and do things, but I felt like I couldn't, Yeah, you know, mm -hmm. like I remember there was one it's like time. like that birdie. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> like there was one time we were supposed to go for a walk oh yeah <laughs> and you know so my son is a summer baby and you know it was like I'm very used to a schedule and this is the time if I say I'm going to be there at two I'll be there at two whatever so we were going to go for a walk take the dogs for a walk and take Wyatt you know in the stroller and my mom was in town and he I can't remember if he was napping or something I think he was, think he was napping and I tried to put him into the car seat and he woke up and he was like inconsolable and yeah. I was trying to get him to calm down and that wasn't working and then I was stressed out because I was like I told Kayla I was going to be at the park at two and it's not happening and right. I just like lost my mind yeah. and I think that was I think he was probably like four weeks like he was a little nugget yeah and I was just like oh like I was so like mad and sad that four weeks ago if I wanted to go for a walk at two o'clock I could go for a walk at two o'clock yeah and it just was a reminder of like bitch no you can't yeah yeah he it's says like goes. giving yourself grace too because I was like even sometimes like even when we want to go for a walk at two it's like sometimes you're like oh girl you're gonna have to wait till he wake up so like I know because <laughs> it's like this routine like if the routine gets thrown off it's a whole thing and I'm not about totally. to do that so it's mm -hmm. like also like giving yourself grace and I know sometimes for me I'm just like okay I'm not even going at this time but I'm about to make it work <laughs> like even though like it's not my ideal and just how you like you said oh I could have went this way I have I had learned to train myself like not to look at it like that because just like it's, you're not there anymore so you have to like really be purposeful and like where you are now so that you can focus on it because like oftentimes we look <laughs> we look back and we're like I remember when I could go out at nighttime and then you know sleep until noon mm -hmm. and then it's just like one day that's gonna happen again just not right now <laughs> yeah we do that all the time we're like remember when we used to play cards after dinner and like hang out till nine o'clock yeah. right and then you know like 9 30 was like oh okay if we if we want to keep hanging we can yeah. if not we'll you know we'll go mm -hmm. home and whatever and now I'm like, asleep by 9 30. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. exactly. I don't even go out at night anymore. I'm just like, I'm no. not even gonna do it to myself. You no, know? it's not worth it. That's funny. No, it's so funny because even my husband and I, we were talking like one day my friend was like, Oh, let's go out at like 10 o'clock at night. And they don't have any kids. And we're like, who? <laughs> <laughs> like, oh no, who? Like we're not you going mean out. Go out to like the gas station to get gas. Like yeah. that's about the only thing that maybe I'm happens like, at I'm 10 o'clock. I'm a daytime person. Like we can yeah. go out all throughout the day, but at night, no, we're not going no. out. You want to go somewhere at 8 a.m.? You bet. But uh, past 8 p.m., not a chance. Yeah. Yeah. And then the friends who don't have kids, they're like, oh, well, I don't go. I don't wake up that early. I'm like, well, this is just how we run our day in this home. Yeah. 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 And then it's not even that. It's for us, you know, we have to get a babysitter. Our families don't live close to us. So, oh, yeah. you know, cool. A hundred dollar evening out yeah. plus $100 or however long the event is. 
this is now turned into a $200 evening. So yeah. This, yeah. this better be the best night of our life. <laughs> yeah, that's so true. And you're just like making, like, even like if you don't have family close, it makes things more challenging. Like even for me and my husband, we have his family like 30 minutes away, but it's like, even when we're still making our decisions, like, do we want to drive all the way over there or we could just find something else to do? Yeah. <laughs> so we're just exactly. like being able to be flexible is like one of the biggest things that I'm learning is just like, okay, even though we're not going to be able to do it now, but then like the things that we do plan like in advance, we're like, okay, we already planned for it. So we're going, but like this spared a moment, we're like, it's not worth it. Yeah. hundred yeah. percent. So, you know, obviously there's, we know about postpartum depression in, you know, moms and females. Have you ever ran into like where you're counseling a couple and the husband is included? Cause I feel like Yes, it's a giant switch for us, but it's also a big change for the husband as well. Do you ever teach them how to like support their wives and how to go through this transition too? Have you ever That's had a that? Good question. So I haven't encountered a man who um, you know, talked about postpartum depression, but I am aware of it and I don't know that it happens. And that's one thing too, also in my program that I have wives like sit down with their partner and like you have to talk to each other and check in with each other like on a daily basis because although sometimes we're like, oh, she's going through her thing and I really don't want to talk about what I'm going through because yeah. I didn't have the baby. Right. <laughs> it was also just having that honesty, like that open space of honesty because it is hard. Like even like I see on my husband, like he's like, this is new for me. I don't change that person. I have people like over my shoulder and it's just like, even though he wasn't like depressed or anything, but it's like a big transition mm-hmm. and it's just like, like and too many people focus on like either the baby and then they forget about the parents but like you have to make sure the parents are okay because the baby's always going to be okay because they always have people around them but the parents need support and that's where I also teach them like you have to lean on each other like during that especially the newborn time too where no one really cares about you like it's sad but it's true like and you really have to lean in on each other and be each other's support system and really check in and both know the signs of like postpartum depression so I know I did a session with a couple and I was telling both of them, like, y'all have to know these signs and you guys have to go through the sheet and actually have this discussion on who's doing what and then what are you going to ask for help and how are you guys going to make time? And they're like, I didn't even think about these things. And it's just like, yeah, <laughs> like you got to think about these things because it gets real. <laughs> yeah. What um would you tell, let me start over. So when we put out the episode and then we both put out, you know, a, a social post about it and that, um, you know, this was a, a really important episode for us and blah, blah, blah. And me, you know, especially, and I had a lot of friends say, text me and say, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Like, I feel like such a shitty friend because I didn't know that you were going through this. And so for me, I'm like, don't be sorry. Like yeah. part of it is on me because I didn't, reach out like I Mm -hmm. could have or should have so please don't feel like a shitty friend but what would you tell those people in the support system of like how to ask or reach out to that person because even Kayla was like I wanted to say something I knew that you were like going through stuff or felt like you were but didn't say anything yeah and like you know if I had sent you a text message would you have said oh I'm fine Like, yeah, I would have, I would have been like, girl, I'm fine. I'm just sad. Like, it's okay. Thanks. But I would have lied. That's just the bottom line. I know I would have. So what's your, um, advice for like, not the partner, but the friends who are 
Yeah, I would say like for me personally, and just from like the things that I've learned and things that I hear, it's more so like just being present with them, like just showing up, like not even asking sometimes just like, okay, I'm come help clean our house up or just sit next to her like, and just have conversations like regular conversations, because you never know that's where you are going to figure out like, oh, she'll tell you like, oh, I'm depressed, like this is not fun. And I don't know what I need, but I'm just happy that you came to sit with me. Because I know there's moments with me where I'm like, I wish I just had a friend to just come sit with me. I don't care if we didn't go anywhere or do anything. It's just more so like just being present and not really focused on the baby. Like sometimes friends, they don't mean to, but they'll come or they'll just ask like, how's the baby? Or I want to see the baby or where's the baby? And yeah. that's where you have to also be <laughs> kind of stern and set boundaries with friends. Because I know sometimes when people call me like, I want to see the baby. I'm like, well, hi, how are you? Like, I'm still a person. <laughs> <laughs> And they would get mad, but it's just like, no, don't call me and like, just ask for the baby because you're calling my phone. <laughs> like, yeah. And it's just the biggest thing is like, just be present and be mindful, like of your focus, like making sure that, hey, I need to check on my mom for and make sure she's okay before I even ask about the baby. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, even though people, I keep saying it was like, the baby's going to be okay. It's just like, you have to make sure that the parents are okay and just doing those small little acts of service like showing up or bringing dinner like those are the small things that can shift that atmosphere for them to be like this is tough (laughs) yeah because if it's like you're just coming in just to see the baby and you're leaving you're not going to have that space to be like oh are you okay they're gonna be like oh I'm good (laughs) just it's just a woman it's in the woman like oh I'm good like you don't really care but it's just like showing them that you really do genuinely care about them and their well-being Mm mm-hmm Check, I did that. Check, you did. <laughs> yeah, that's what you said. You walked in and you were like, I, I, um, I was like, how are you? And I was like, that's so powerful. Like so many oh, times yeah, you get was, overlooked. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, yeah. you get overlooked and it's just like, you're like, like I was telling my husband when I we first had her son, I'm like, nobody sees me, huh? I was like, I guess I'm invisible. Yeah, it is. And he was it's like, so I hard. see you. How are you doing? I'm like, thank yeah. you. Like, and at least I knew somebody was like asking about it, but it was tough. Mm-hmm. It is tough. And I feel like since I've just gone through the tr- transition from one to two, it's almost, I mean, it's absolutely harder in every sense of the word. Whereas before Xander and I always had this thing where we would ask each other, how are you doing mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally? Like started off as a joke, but then it was like, physically, I'm all right. Mentally pretty j- drained. Spiritually, I could, you know, like we would just go through the motions. Yeah. But then you get to the second kid and it's like, you're so exhausted by the time you can take a breath to go through those motions. that It's just like, it's gone. There is no like, mm-hmm. I almost feel like it's even more to the back burner of trying to find time to do something for me, me getting mm-hmm. my nails done. That's what I do for me at this point. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Sometimes it feels like a shower. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> like, so I feel like the balance, the more kids you have, it just gets harder and harder. Yeah. And I know sometimes, like, even with my husband, like, yesterday, like, this week is like really tough. Like, my toddler, he was at his grandparents for the weekend. He had a tough time transitioning back home. Then he got sick. So it was just a lot. And then, mm-hmm. like, me and my husband were like both depleted because he was at work. And the only thing sometimes we'll just do, like, what do you need? <laughs> like, that's it. Yeah. And that one question, even though it sounds like so simple, but it can change so much because it's like, even if he's like, if I'm like, oh, I just need a moment. Like, he's like, okay. <laughs> like, even though we're both tired, but it's like that one question can change everything versus like you're, instead of me saying like, my husband's like, what do you need? I'm like, oh, I'm good. I don't need anything. But in the inside, I'm like, I need a break. 
yeah, yeah. It, could, like, it can change so many things and then that's where that resentment comes in like if you don't take that moment because you're just like he's not worried about me or like but it's like at the end of the day I had to learn to take accountability like if you're not telling him you yeah. can't expect him to show up and help you out as well it really pisses me off that he's not a mind reader though like <laughs> seriously like, haven't we evolved enough where that's yeah. just a thing can't you tell by my facial expressions <laughs> <laughs> yes it took a lot of work for me and my husband and we're like basically semi at that point like even though he'll know like based on my energy he'll be like oh I got it and yeah it, just, it takes time <laughs> it takes a lot of work yeah but it's like I'm to the point where sometimes I don't even have to say anything like because I'm with 20 weeks and the other day I was like brisk breathing heavy you know how you get out of breath yes <laughs> but I was like I'm still cleaning up and he was like no like go sit down. <laughs> He's like, I got this. And he finished like the rest of the chores. And it's just like those little things like make such a big difference. And then that's why I'm like, that's why you have to talk to each other. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because that's how you get into like an alignment. Cause it just, even too, like I tell people like at the end of the day, one day your kids are going to grow up, and leave the house and you're still going to be with your spouse. <laughs> so like how do you want that to look for you and it's like although you don't think about it like even at the younger stage but it's just like you have to try (laughs) you don't want to look at each other and know like you guys outgrown each other once your kids leave yeah so after you or as you were listening to the episode specifically about my postpartum journey Mm -hmm. were there any like red flags or like yep that's pretty textbook or I don't know, as an outsider, knowing really nothing about me except this, like, was there any thoughts that you had? Well, I had two big thoughts and it might sound random, but (laughs) I was like, so when I was listening to you, like how you were like, oh, I went to my provider and I gave me a checklist and I was able to, they were able to evaluate me correctly. But it's just like, sometimes like even for women of color, like even when they go to the doctor and you're like, oh, I don't feel like normal or things like that, they get dismissed. And that's where like, Another thing, like, even for, like, Black women, how they ended up, like, it's sad, but they end up, like, having to carry that burden on their own, like, Mm -hmm. the support can be different, and that's why I also think, too, like, advocating, like, even for all moms, like, advocate for your provider, like, I know in the beginning of my pregnancy, I was at a doctor's office, and I was like, no, this is not it, (laughs) like, no, and so even though it took me a long process, because at first I had a midwife for my first son, but I went through, had fine, but I had reached out to my midwife, like, I need a new provider, because mm-hmm. I don't trust them, <laughs> like, I don't want to be, huge. Yeah, 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 like, I don't want to be in the point where I'm in labor, and you make a decision based on you, and not for what's best for me, yeah, that's huge, and, yes, and so that's why I really would advocate to moms, too, like, if you have to switch providers, like, even my husband told me from the jump, he was like, just switch, and I'm like, I don't want to do all the paperwork, but it got to the point where I was like, yeah, no. Because if I go into labor right now, I would not trust them. Right. So even though it took a while, but it was worth it because even when we went to them um, last week, I felt comfortable. I was like, oh, I could put my life in their hands. And I would say that's a big thing too. Like just make sure. And that's what I really resonate with that. Like make sure you are with a provider that you trust and know they have your best interest. Because oftentimes they're like, oh, they try to tell you like, it's crazy but they're trying to tell you about you and you're like you don't even know me you don't know yeah, right. what I do. you don't know how I live and so I think that's one thing that resonated I'm really proud that you were able to have a provider who had your back to mm-hmm. be like, oh I see you okay let me get you help make yeah. sure that you're okay and that's like a big thing that really I heard that I was like wow 
like that's amazing and so that's like one of the biggest things I got from that oh good <laughs> and it's it that's super fascinating because my doctor Dr. Adam Blickley yes. <laughs> he's super great he he has been my like OB gynae for years and he's very like no news is good news uh, he doesn't speak a ton but mm-hmm. it's comforting to me because I know like he's not he's not gonna waste my time if there's nothing to talk about and I'm healthy see you later see you next year whatever yeah. and he was just very much like so these numbers are not great we need to do something about it and I was like okay and I guess it's interesting to hear you know another woman's point of view is like I guess I was taking that for granted taking that mm-hmm. trust in my provider for granted I you know yeah. I just had never experienced otherwise mm-hmm. so that makes that even more special I guess I didn't I didn't know that yeah. so fortunate <laughs> <laughs> yes that's like a really amazing experience like it's just an amazing thing to have and then I would say the second thing is like the feeling of like motherhood can be a lot um and just being able to respect that like other people respecting that in your space like if I'm telling you like this is not it I don't need you to compare your journey to mine I don't need you to be like well I did it or this and that like no you have to respect people's space and how they process motherhood because it's different for everyone and each child looks different because no one they're not the same and like how I me and my husband joke like babies when you have a baby that's a stranger you're trying to get to know (laughs) and you don't know what type of person they're going to be you don't know what type of mood they're going to have so it's just like you have to respect that space like I'm not going to tell a mom like oh when I had my baby he did this it's like no like I completely understand if you are miserable right now because you're not going to sleep (laughs) yeah Mm -hmm. it's just like really I took that away too like you guys have an open space for each other, even to like your friendship, it's just like, it's beautiful to have like a friend with you along on that journey. And this time around, I get to have that experience. Like I had, I know other women who are pregnant around the same time as me. And I'm like, oh, I have people I can text. Yeah. Versus, like before it was just me. Yeah. <laughs> and I do want to add one more thing that kind of goes along with that because of my birth experience. I didn't, I was, I was like, you, I was like, I don't want any more kids. I don't want to do this at all. Like by all means necessary, like. And so then recently last year, I found out I was pregnant and I was like, what? <laughs> like, I was because like, I was on like a birth control and all the things. And I'm just like, right. like, I, and then it was to a point where I really did get sad because I was just like, this is not what I want. Yeah. But I want to tell moms, like, even if this does happen to you, like, be in a space where you can heal from it, from your previous experience, even if your postpartum experience, like I had to go through like a basically like a little cleanse like isolation for like the month of October to work through those things so that I can show up and be happy that I am having another baby because I was like okay because I was like it's really hard even though I have moments where my toddler is acting crazy and I'm like I don't know if I can do this again (laughs) (laughs) but I'm also in a space where I'm just like this is like a true blessing and like this child has purpose like if I did all these things and they still came yeah like, it's, uh, it's gonna be a good journey and I was like you know even my son like he's excited like he'll be like baby 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 cute <laughs> yeah so it's like if that does happen just try and find like the positive side of it and just find support so I was like mm-hmm. I know for me you're like I lean a lot on my husband because I'm like okay like we're about to do this again yeah like uh yikes and I but, think it's also okay because I also went through that our second yeah. baby was a total surprise here too soon 
it's okay to be sad about that. Yes. Like allow yourself to be sad. And like you said, you took a month to isolate and go through those emotions. Yeah. I think it took us a month too, to be like, mm-hmm. okay, yep. We're excited now. Like it mm-hmm. does, it takes time to process that when it's something that's not planned. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a like a stigma behind that of like, oh, you're not excited to be pregnant and have a baby. Like, mm-hmm. no, bitch. Not really. Not right <laughs> yeah. now. I'm trying to get there. Yeah. Especially and when you okay. get out the woods, like you're starting to sleep again or they're yes. becoming independent. And it's just like, huh? Yeah. <laughs> All over again? Yeah. Because <laughs> even with yeah. like breastfeeding, like that takes a lot. Yeah. It's just like, that's why, even though I was like, oh, I want to try and, you know, we like keep feeding him. But I was like, I have to give my body a break and I have to get my personal space back so that I can prepare properly. And that's another thing, like figure out what you have to plan properly for in order to make sure that you're mentally okay. Yeah. Because like oftentimes you can, your body can be healthy, but mentally you're like terrible. Yeah. (laughs) So it's like, you have to give yourself that space and grace to know like, I know, I mean, I may get some days like, okay, I'm doing this again. And how am I going to do this? But it's just like, it's okay to feel yeah. like that because, you know, like you still care in a way. Yeah. So see, and then, like you understand that it's just, totally. you have to go through those emotions and it's okay. Like, you know, they try and make motherhood seem like, oh, it's beautiful. Like some people have that perspective and some people like it's terrible, but it's like, no, it's in the middle. Like yeah, it's, it's a mix of both. <laughs> yeah, like some days I was like I made a video earlier today. Like you're like riding a bike and it's on fire, and some days <laughs> like, you're in the land of like it's beautiful. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> and it's just like you don't never know which day you're gonna get, but you have to be grateful for that day because it's teaching you something. You know, yeah. like some days you won't know in that moment, but <laughs> you just gotta go with. It. <laughs> yeah, I love that. That's hilarious. <laughs> um so where where can people find you how do people get in touch with you if this is something that they want to do and learn more about yeah I would say the best way you can do it is um follow me on Instagram Williams, and that's where you get most of the major announcements like um I started a podcast and I have private coaching and my program is going to be released next month and you will learn more about that which is I'm so excited I put like everything in there. So like for moms who are really like ready for a shift and want to just show up for themselves, because I know when you prioritize yourself, you show up differently. And especially um, one thing I have to tell moms is like you set the tone for your home. So if you're in a bad mood or you're not in a good space, the whole energy is going to be off in your home. But if you put so yourself true. in a space, yes, <laughs> I had to learn that like the first week of motherhood, if you put yourself in a good space and prioritize you that's where everything falls in line and you set those boundaries in your house so I know if I just walk out the door I know my husband will hold it down <laughs> superwoman's not real in my house we don't and you want to give a hundred percent to everything but you just can't if you try mm-hmm. then you end up giving 25 percent to each little thing instead of a hundred percent to one thing mm-hmm. like it's yeah. just you have to find that balance and it's yeah, you gotta Hard pick your battles, like you guys podcast. You gotta pick your battles. Great plug. <laughs> <laughs> well, this was super fascinating. Yeah, really fun. Yep. Yeah, and I love this. I yeah. hope that people find you and reach out to you. I'm so. glad you guys invited me on. I had such a great time. Good. Thanks yeah. for doing that. And what's the name of your podcast? It's called Navigating Postpartum. Even though it's more than postpartum, it's about you navigating who your identity is and you showing up for yourself bigger than motherhood. It's just like you're focusing on you and these are the ways that you can get it. Because navigating 
postpartum because postpartum is even though they say it's a year I feel like postpartum is the rest of motherhood thank you so much again for for being a part of our little community and helping others like us that's honestly I found Jeray through my personal Instagram because I I literally searched postpartum because I knew that this time around with Atlas was going to be harder and so um, I followed her randomly and obviously didn't even know her. And I just look at her stuff sometimes and it's like, she'll post things about like, what are you doing for yourself today? And I'm like, shit, nothing. Okay. I, what can I do for Reality myself check. today? Yeah. So like, even before, before this, before, like I've been following her for months and it's just, she has good resources that kind of ground you. Mm-hmm. And you know that there are other people and other resources out there, you know, that'll help. Yeah. Social media is not all bad, folks. Yeah. Just remember that it's okay to pick your battles. And it's okay if you pick the wrong one. 